Hello and welcome to Fuck. Hello and welcome to Two Defeats from a Crisis, the review show here on Saturday at three. My name's Andrew, and I'm joined tonight to look back at Hibs' defeat by Rangers uh, with one of my very favourite potters, Idi. How you doing, man? Evening. I'm really well this evening. Um, it was quite a nice game to watch. One that was, uh, you know, the pressure was off, so we could just actually just enjoy the game, see a few players that we don't see quite too often. So it's it's quite a nice one to review. Yeah, um, I think we we talked about this on the preview uh, that this is going to be a bit of a hectic week. So um, we're we're trying to be a bit better about recording these quickly, getting them out immediately and kind of reacting quickly because we know we're going to have a good number of pods coming out in quick succession so we're recording this uh the evening of the game uh we we've obviously you know had a little bit of time to reflect on it but it's still a bit um you know fresh in the memory so i'm not planning on going through the game in detail i'll touch on the goals obviously uh the teams etc and if there's any particular bits you want to pull out eddie uh just shout it out but um yeah uh, you know, a, a good result. Uh, obviously, it's the end of the season. It doesn't really matter to us. In, in you know, in one respect, it was quite good to see the gap shrink uh, up at the top of the table. It was just down to eight points now. But ultimately, with two games left to play for, it's not going to be much. It did mean something to Hibs, though. They had European places to fight for. And, I mean, with the effort that they appear to be putting in, uh, it didn't seem like there was anything on the table for them, as far as I could see. No, and to be honest... You know, that's probably a bonus um, for me when it comes to this game as well, actually. I hadn't really considered the fact that they were battling still for a European slot. So to put a bit of a dent in that battle for them is an extra bonus out of this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Rangers lined up fairly unchanged from the uh, team that we had against Celtic. We had... uh, King coming in for Golton. Uh, Michael Bill confirmed just before the game that he's likely to be out for 10 weeks. Probably six weeks of that will be just the rehab and then four weeks of kind of training on the pitch. So we'd be hopeful that we'd see him for preseason again, but it's us. So what are, what is our luck going to be? And uh, unfortunately, the Welsh Prince dropped out there as well, Idi. Uh, we had Matondo coming out of the squad for Yanis Hadji as well. I think making his first start for a long while. Um, or at least that I can remember. So um, so that was good to see, um, albeit at the expense of uh, Matondo there. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it's a game that perhaps Matondo could have done with. You know, let's be honest, his season so far hasn't um, been anything to write home about. If anything, it's probably close to being chased out of Ibrox by a number of our fans. <laughs> but, you know, I, we've paid a lot of money to bring him in. He is still young. First season's been rocky. But let's see what next season brings for him. And let's just hope he can get fit for the last two games and get a bit more uh, minutes on the field and kind of get used to playing for the famous a bit more. And then hopefully next season we'll see a massive upturn in his Rangers career. Yeah, I think that's what it's all about. Uh, given that we've got nothing to really compete for on the pitch, this is all about the players proving that they can be part of those plans for next season, right? Uh, that's realistically all we can be looking at. And for Michael Beale, it's going to be interesting to see who on these fringes could make a case for them for being part of the squad uh, come next season. We know there's going to be a big changeover, but it's still going to be interesting to see what happens on that front. 
So, uh, like I said, I'm not going to go through the game bit by bit. We um, we did start well, I thought. Uh, started very much on the front foot. We were attacking well. Um, but the first goal actually came from a set piece. Uh, Tav, uh, after a, 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 a free kick that there was debate on Sky about whether it was actually a foul or not. Now, I think if I hit someone in the neck with my uh, forearm, that's probably like... That uh, would probably be frowned upon. It's probably a little bit of an assault um, to do it on a football pitch. I think that's probably a foul. Idi, I'm not sure you're going to complain about it too much, but was it a foul as far as you were concerned? I I can't understand where the debate's coming from, if I'm honest. Because <laughs> for me, he fouls him twice. He, he hits him first, mm. and then he turns around and sticks the arm right across him and knocks him down. Like, yeah. okay, you can argue the merits of how hard he's hit him or what, but ultimately, twice he's impeded his run there. And that's a foul all day long. You know, there's much, much softer fouls given than that one. So I don't, other than the fact it was against Rangers and it was against Campwell, I can't see where there's any debate at all in that being a foul. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, I think the only two people who were trying to make it a debate were the two uh, pundits who weren't Chris Boyd, who were sitting in the Sky Sports studio. But nonetheless, I thought I might as well address it. Well, that's it for me, though, as well, because, like, even when I was listening to the game, uh, Crocker and um, what's his face? Even they seem to like imply that it was a foul. So you know when you've got them two <laughs> misery guts, Rangers haters giving it that it was a foul. I I don't see how anyone in the studio can be complaining about it. I mean, in fairness, we we don't have a lot to talk about the game, so maybe they were just bored and thought they they yeah. had to generate a controversy from somewhere, you know. Um, but that's not really what I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is Tav's amazingly struck free kick here. Um, it's fantastic, uh, absolute peach, up and down over the wall, uh, right into that top left corner. Marshall looks like a complete idiot and punches it into the back of the net, um, and even more special is the fact that Tav scored in exactly that same place 399 appearances ago uh, when he first made his uh, debut against Tibbs at that same end of the pitch. So uh, it was a quality goal and a, a really, I think, good way for Tav to celebrate his 400th appearance, mate. That is an unreal bit of trivia that I never picked up on. It, did they say that in the game? <laughs> they did, they did, yeah. All right, I, I missed that. So I must um, admit, I was watching the game whilst um, simultaneously trying to watch, keep an eye on my children at the same time. So I missed that bit of trivia. That's unreal. That, that's uh, a perfect little bookend to 400 appearances. To be honest, though, from a Rangers point of view, great free kick, um, brilliant from Tav, straight out of the training ground. But from a Hibs point of view, you've got to be absolutely raging at the keeper for that. Marshall has just, he's sold the goal there For if you're a Hibs fan. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think when you look at it, a lot of it comes down to how well Tav hits that ball. Um, but Marshall doesn't do himself any favours uh, in terms of how well attentive he is to that goal. Because you know Tav's got that in his locker. It's I think something like the 15th or 16th uh, set piece goal that he's ever scored over the course um, of his career. Um, and, you know, he's hit some absolute stunners in the past. So Marshall's got to be aware that that's a possibility. But ultimately, with where he's positioned and, and where he's set up, he is away behind that. The ball's already crossed the line before he even makes contact with it. Um, absolute peach of a goal, honestly, and uh, it gave us a, a good lift at the 32-minute mark. So, you know, it was good. We were on the front foot. Hibs um, have 
did have one or two chances. Nothing of note, really. I think in the first half, they didn't register a shot on target. So um, I'm not going to dwell on that too much. But went in at the break, 1-0 up. Idi, you're happy at this point, I'm assuming? Yeah, it, it was fine. You know, like I said, <laughs> at the start. That's it right there, man. <laughs> well, like I said at the start, it's a game that ultimately it doesn't really matter um, the outcome of the match other than obviously we want to win every game. But it was one of them. Let's see what the a couple of the fringe players can bring, whether they're going to be worth keeping around or whether it's time to move them on. And, you know, 1-0 up at halftime, job done for the first half as far as I was concerned. Absolutely. Uh, you know, we, we put ourselves into a good position. Uh, as we talked again about on the preview, Hibs do not score a lot of goals. I think the last time they scored more than one goal was back in March. So I knew that if we had a goal, at least, we would be comfortable. It's getting that second one that was going to be important. No changes at half time. We uh, go straight back in uh, with the same team. And 55 minutes, uh, there's a long range shot that's blocked. Uh, Haji is the first to react and gets uh, the goal. And I think his first shot is is blocked, but he hits the second one with his other foot. It goes in. And for me, I mean, this wasn't so much about the goal. It was how much it meant to Haji because you could see the emotion on his face afterwards. Uh, he was in bits, man. The entire crew was around him, like the, the whole squad's there. Uh, and you could tell how much it meant to him. Uh, and it's been a hell of a year a year and a half really uh, since he's been out so for him to get that goal on his first start and you know to score it well as well uh, it's massive uh, so I'm pleased for Hadji because I think before this he'd be getting a bit of criticism uh, you know players or rather people on Twitter certain members of our group chat weren't, weren't exactly happy with his performance but I, I thought he was playing fine again as you say Eddie, that's, uh, that's basically the level we were shooting for here right yeah, I mean, I, I was over the moon for him to score. I like Hadji. Um, I like him as a player. I like him as a, uh, well, I'm going to say as a person, but obviously I don't know him personally. But, you know, he comes across well whenever he's been interviewed. He quite clearly cares about the club. Um, he's he's taking the club to, to heart himself. And he has had that injury he had was horrendous. Um, picked up in a, a game that he probably shouldn't have played in, to be quite frank. Um, that was a bit of, mismanagement from the lineups if we're being perfectly honest but it is what it is and he's battled hard to get back and you know the first steps getting back out in that pitch the next steps kind of starting a game and then obviously for him it was the getting the goal and it was he took it well and he you know he's one of them players he can be in and out of games he won't always be involved but he can put in kind of moments that will win you games and that's always been what Haji's been he's never been a 90-minute player who is going to have an impact on the whole game. And I think we perhaps are forgetting that. But when he does have an impact, when he does have a moment, it can unlock a, a defence. He can score a vital goal or he can create something and just really kind of push forward the result and, and take it that next step forward. He's a clutch player. And, you know, being uh, both-footed is brilliant and that's the first time I feel that we've probably really seen the benefit of that being both footed it was something that was kind of hyped up before he came and then his first shot was it looked a decent shot and it was blocked but then to be able to hit the rebound with his um, alternative foot and score was excellent now we, we kind of talked about this touched on this briefly off air and like you said he was fine he was fine in the game he, he wasn't you know, he didn't do anything outstanding apart from the goal, but he wasn't particularly horrendous either, in my opinion. And it's that kind of, you know, 
reaction on Twitter or in the public and the, the fans wanting more, expecting more um, and being angry at him for not doing loads versus where we just, where we touched on, I'm, I'm sure I'd seen that RTV gave him man of the match. And, and it, it, it lies somewhere in the middle. He was fine. He wasn't great. He yeah. wasn't terrible. You know, it, it's, <laughs> we don't always have to go to the extremes. Well, I mean, you're asking Rangers fans not to get to the extremes every day, so I hope you appreciate how unrealistic that might be. But uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm surprised that I'm able not to go to an extreme because I'm usually one that's <laughs> flying off on either end of the spectrum. So there you go. That's that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, I, I did mean to touch on this, but uh, just before this happened, uh, Nico Raskin was subbed off. Uh, was a collision uh, into his knee by Nisbet, um, who is doing everything he can, I think, to make sure that we don't sign him over the summer, which is fine uh, by me. Um <laughs> But uh, the good news, it didn't look great. Uh, he did walk off the pitch, but uh, Michael Beale did say after the match that he thought it was just an impact injury, just a nerve thing. It wasn't going to be a serious one. So touch wood, he's, uh, he's available for the next uh, couple of games because, quite frankly, we've not had our luck to seek in terms of injuries. So we could really do without another body being out at this point. Um, but Arfield came on does what Arfield does normally, I think. And, uh, yeah, it was just quietly effective um, at doing his thing. So, yeah, we uh, we kept going. Uh, there wasn't a great deal more to talk about. Hadji came off uh, Lowry at 74 minutes. Um, Eddie, just quickly, because, you know, we're obviously talking about him. What are your thoughts on Alex Lowry? I mean, I think it's been disappointing in terms of how much we've seen of him this season. But, I mean, I don't think he did a lot to impress or, or you know, to you know, be particularly showy when he came on, but I, I don't know. Are, are you hopeful of seeing what he can do? Is is it just going to be a season too late, or or what's going to Alex Lowry take? To be honest, I'm hopeful that he can show a bit more. I, I think when he first stepped into the team, there was a lot of excitement about him. Um, he had a lot of potential, and when we were on a high and he stepped in, he, he looked good. He looked like the kind of player who was able to play a killer ball that ever players perhaps didn't see almost in the same way as Hadji and then for whatever reasons his kind of first team integration has stumbled you know there's been rumors of bad attitudes which I don't think have been particularly true but that went round he obviously had that horrendous injury after that thug um, assaulted him during a match Uh, but when he's came in since then again uh, he's been okay I guess he's never he's not really done anything over the last kind of over the last season, I suppose, when he stepped in. And again, today, he's came in. Granted, he's only had 16 minutes to play, but he's been fine. Hasn't really done anything massively, making me want to scream out for him to start. It's that age-old tale of we're desperate for a youngster to come in and succeed, and hopefully he will. But I, I think we're more in love with the potential and the thought of having him in the team than actually what he's done so far. And I think with him being a, an academy player, we probably give him a bit more slack than we would other players. I think that's probably fair. You know, we, we've got to remember how many first team appearances he's made. It's a handful. So, you know, he's absolutely, I think he's a player who's got a lot of promise. Um, he's going to need time. Uh, it's Rangers, you don't ever get time. But I'd be hopeful he'd be someone we keep around. Uh, he's certainly not been one of the B-team players um, or you know the kind of academy players who have been released. So I think there is a, a future for him. I think there is a pathway. Um, so, yeah, we'll be hopeful. We'll, we'll see what occurs there. But we'll move on to the third and final goal for Rangers in this match. It's our beautiful Tudigan, Um 
you know, uh, a goal for Cantwell, second safest bet in football right now, I think. Um, he's uh, he scored three in his last three games, and uh, this this probably won't hit too many highlight reels, but it was uh, it was a great one to, to see nonetheless. Uh, again, uh, rebound off of Marshall, I think he just doesn't do enough to, to control the ball, and uh, Todd does what Todd does, uh, scores and then does a silly dance. Fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm all on board for that for the rest of next season, man. Yeah, I love him. Absolutely love him. The, the man's just unreal. Um, like you said, Cantwell goal is probably like the second, you know, um, best bet in football at the moment. Best obviously being a Cantwell yellow card, as I've been championing to everyone. And again, we got it. Um, I just wish that I'd put him on for any time instead of first goal today. You can't have it all, Eddie. You're already printing money at the bookies, so, you know. <laughs> I have to say, though, I do love his celebrations. Um, I know a few people have been, like, unsure of what he's doing, but I absolutely love him, especially the one he did, the one that they turned into the gift where he did the, the gritty. Um, it's <laughs> ideal because my son uh, plays football, and um, he's a striker, or, well, he, he was a striker, he wants to move in midfield now, but when he's been a striker, his goal celebration before that, like before Campwell did it, was the gritty, so when he saw Campwell doing it, that just made Very him good. fall in love with Campwell as well, and like really, like I know, that kind of joy seeing that on a, a seven-year-old's face when he sees one of his heroes doing the same celebration that he's been doing was unreal. It's Todd Campwell, he's a hero, you know, is there nothing this boy can't do? He's now inspiring kids as well. That's for that. by all generations of Rangers fans. <laughs> there it is. I know I know. Tom in particular is still confused every time he does his dances, but, you know, we're just going to have to accept that as part of the game. <laughs> so, uh, nothing much more to report from the game. Uh, we had a raft of substitutions just after this. Uh, Jack, Campwell and Sakala all came off and Lyle, McCausland and... Uh, Yor came on on the 88th minute. Uh, this is just about giving the academy boys a little bit of a run out. I think uh, for McCausland in particular, I think that's his uh, professional debut as well. So good for the boys to get a little taste of it. I think to be honest, it's only five minutes at the end of the end of the game, but still, it's a taste of what uh, the grown-ups football uh, looks like. So, um, so yeah, good to see the academy boys uh, coming through there, Eddie. Yeah, it's it's always nice to see a couple of the academy lads get a, a run out and see what it's like to play in the first team and kind of bed them in. It's what end of season should be for when um, when you've kind of reached the point where, you know, we're guaranteed second, we can't go up, we can't go down. So might as well get some of these a bit of experience, see how they handle playing in a first team environment and see if they've got the right kind of mentality to take a step forward and perhaps in, in the summer. We can put them into the first team squad, play them in some of the friendlies, see how they integrate with the team. And then, you know, there's always the potential for the, some of them to make the step up and start playing the league campaign as well then. About right. Um, I know we're, we're looking at signing a good number of players this, uh, this upcoming summer window, but the hope is always going to be we need to see some of these guys progressing through the academy because ultimately it's, uh, it's assets that we, um, that we can then turn into first team players, um, whether they are at us ideally, or uh, or even if they're players that ultimately get sold and move on elsewhere. It's all good for us to be having uh, good players coming through that academy. So, um, yeah, hopeful again for the future. And like you said, it's good for these boys to get a taste of it. Unfortunately, uh, Robbie McCrory's clean sheet record had to come to an end. Uh, he's, um, you know, had a decent record for uh, games played, four clean sheets, two of them in the old firm as well. So, Pretty impressive. Unfortunately, and 
this was especially disappointing because Hibs get one of their rare attacks forward. Um, McCrory actually makes a fantastic save um, and forces the corner. And then from the set piece, uh, Hanlon manages to get on the end of the ball, heads it over the goal or across the goal rather. No one's at the back post and they get a consolation three minutes past the 90. Uh, for for what it's worth, McCrory was furious with uh, with your um, made sure he screamed at him a bit. So he's obviously been learning from McGregor, the uh, the absolute master of yelling at other players when you concede a goal. Um, I mean, to be fair to McCrory, <laughs> I, I don't I don't think it's uh, fair to judge him just on this game. I thought he played decently well, and he's obviously coming off the back of a really good old firm appearance as well. But uh, what can you say? Uh, at least it came in a, a game where it didn't really matter much that he gave up his first goal. Did he? Yeah, you're right. It's just a shame that it came straight off. Like it came from the resulting corner of him pulling off an absolutely brilliant save as well. So he, he did all the the kind of hard work and for the attack, and then a corner comes, and it's it's just a bit of weak set piece defending, which again is something that we've been guilty of over the last few years. Um, so yeah. it is a shame for him to lose it. But I don't think it detracts in him from what he's put in in a Rangers shirt so far. I think he's looked uh, solid as a keeper, mm-hmm. and, and you know I'm I'm not saying that he should be the number one next season, and it doesn't look like he will be. But I would certainly be comfortable with him being number two and being played in cup games because he's shown that he needs to be allowed to play more first team football for me. Um, yeah. I don't think he's done anything wrong in any of the games that he's played at all. And uh, I think he's probably got a bright future ahead of him from what I've seen so far. No, I think that's absolutely fair. Um, yeah. Crocker and Walker, again, I think we're doing their best to point out how bad a game he was having. Again, honestly, it was much like the reaction to Hadji. I don't, I didn't see it. Um, you know, he, he was a keeper who was putting the pressure, but ultimately kept a clean sheet for 90 minutes plus three. So, you know, it, it's, it's part of the job of being a Rangers keeper you are going to be in situations like that where you're not going to get tested for that length of time and then you're going to have to pull off a stop. He got 95% of it right. It was just unfortunately considered that goal after pulling off the world he ever saved. So that's the game. We finished 3-1. And uh, yeah, as I said uh, at the start, we narrow the gap to eight points. Well, that means a lot. Um, there are an interesting couple of comments from Michael Beal after the game as well. Um Talking about the preparation, the run-up that they had to this game, said that they lost Morales and Kamara uh, yesterday in training. Uh, Ravi Matondo pulled up in the warm-up, and Scott Wright had pulled out the squad overnight as well with a bug. So, you know, the, the, it's disruptive in terms of your preparation, but the fact that they came through that and were still able to put in a decent performance, and in fact, probably started as strong as um, I think I've, we've seen in, in a good couple of games in terms of that opening five, ten minutes. That was good to see, uh, especially with the uh, the preparation that we've had. He also touched on uh, our last home game, which will be Wednesday against Hibs. Um, he said that we one or two players who uh, either if they start or they come on will get a chance to say farewell uh, to the fans uh, against Hearts. Uh, as he alluded to in what he said, some of them have been with the club since 2018, so it's only right that they uh, have a chance to say goodbye. So I think it's fair to say he's probably referring to Morelos, Kent, players like that, uh, possibly even uh, Stephen Davis as well, uh, again, who's been a long-standing servant uh, at the club, and Alan McGregor, of course, as well. So be interesting to say. Uh, I did say that will be an announcement on Tuesday uh, about that, uh, just 
to let the fans know. But uh, yeah, interesting stuff. And of course, one of the players he highlighted, uh, apart from uh, Tav, Hadji and Todd, was John Souter, who um, got man of the match on Sky. So probably a bit more on merit there than the, the Rangers TV man of the match there, Eddie. But uh, certainly someone who, again, I think if we can keep him fit, is going to be an essential part of our team going forward. So some interesting stuff to pull out of that, Eddie. Yeah, Suter was outstanding, I thought. Um, I think he's, he's shown over the last few games just what we thought we were getting when we first signed him. It's just a shame that, you know, this season's gone the way it has for him because, you know, personal tragedies and then injuries has just kind of really put a, a slow start in his Rangers career. But hopefully next season he'll be able to kick on and get a regular start. And like you say, hopefully we can keep him a bit more injury free. However, I've got to say with the Rangers medical team and John Suter's injury history, I'm not holding out much hope of that. Uh, but it would, yeah. it would be great if we could because I think he's been brilliant when he's played um, over the last few weeks. In regards to the four that were injured in the build-up to the game, the only one I think that probably really affects much on today's uh, showing is having Matondo pull up, and that's not to say that he, if he'd played, he would have been fantastic. I just mean that he probably was scheduled to play because um, Beale said that he's wanted you know, to put him in the lineup a bit more and see what we can get from him. So he was probably slated to uh, to play, but had to come out when he pulled up during the warm-up. Morelos was almost certainly going to be on the bench. Um, I think, as we've seen over the last few weeks, now that we, you know, everyone knows he's going. It hasn't been made official yet, but everyone knows. So he's not really starting games now, and neither he should. We need to concentrate on the players that are going to be here. Um, Scott Wright, look, plenty of people like him. I don't think he's any good. Um, so I'm not that bothered if he pulled out. And then uh, Kamara just seems to have disappeared anyway. So... Him being injured, I don't think, is, would have had too much of an effect on the, the match day squad. He probably would have made the bench and maybe he's came on for the last five minutes. But this isn't the same um, situation with Glenn Kamara, where two years ago, if he'd been injured, we would have been devastated because he was performing at such a high level. This season, he just doesn't seem to really factor into the starting lineup, if I'm honest. Um, it's a shame. Again, yeah. he, he's... You know, when he was at the top of his game for us, he was absolutely fantastic. He had a great European Championships. Just for whatever reason this year, it just it, it seems to have gone completely off a cliff. Yeah, I think uh, Glenn Kamara is uh, a big disappointment for me this season, just in terms of from, from the heights he'd gone to to how uninterested he seemed throughout this season. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. The the only player who out of that lot realistically would be starting is probably Rabin Matondo. So still... It's disruption to your preparation, and that's not ideal. So that covers off the men's game, but we also had the women's game, which we touched on briefly. Uh, not going to dwell on this too much. Uh, I don't think that's what a lot of people are tuning into this for, but just wanted to note it that we got an attendance over 10,000 at Ibrooks, which for a women's game, I think, is a record, certainly for Rangers. Celtic won their game 2-0 and uh, were looking like they were going to win the league. But regrettably, just uh, just after 90 minutes, Glasgow City made the breakthrough. Unfortunately, they got a goal, which sees us finish third. But I think probably more importantly was the fact that that meant Celtic finished second and Glasgow City won the league instead. Um, it's just funny, more than anything else, uh, to see a helicopter Sunday that negatively affected them. Um, 
But disappointing, I think, for the women that they couldn't uh, pick up a win there. Because uh, I think a victory of three goals would have seen them win the league and get Champions League football. Neither of those are, are on, on the table at the moment. They still have the opportunity to win the Scottish Cup uh, next weekend uh, against Celtic. So here's hoping they do that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, I don't know how to put it, a lot of uproar about them not winning the league. Um, I understand a lot of investments gone into the team, but if I'm honest, I I don't watch the women's team. Um, I haven't paid attention to who they've signed or what investments been made or anything like that, so I can't comment on any of that, whether we should have won the league or not. It's not something I'm aware of. Obviously, as a Rangers team, we always want them to win the league, but you know, I, I can't claim to have any depth of knowledge around them to say whether that was realistic or not. Um, but, you know, it, it is always funny to, to see Celtic get their hopes up for something and, and not come through, mainly because at the moment that seems to be what we experience on the men's side of the game. Um, so to see a bit of uh, a bit of it go their way and a bit of disappointment head their way for a change was, was enjoyable for about five minutes this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. I think ultimately, if we can't win, we don't want them to win either. So that's the end. Um, final points then uh, to bring up. Uh, I wasn't aware of this. I think this was a surprise to you as well, Eddie. But uh, the Players of the Season Awards were being held tonight as well for Rangers. I can't understand why they didn't feel the need to publicise this too heavily. Uh, because, frankly, it's it's not been a great season at all. Uh Many people sometimes question if you do try and publicise that too heavily, why are you handing out awards to these guys? But nonetheless, it's something we do annually, so it's what's going to happen. I'll just run through the, the results quickly. Iddy, you can let me know if you agree or disagree with each one as I go. Um, top goal scorer, can't really complain about that. That's Tav, because he scored the most goals. I don't think you can... Yeah, I, can, I can't really agree or disagree with that one. It's a stat-based <laughs> award. That just, that just is what it is. Um Goal of the season, though, I think you might have uh, questions about. This was Cholak versus PSV. Um, I think this, as we were talking about just off air, I think this one might just be more to do with uh, the fact that it guaranteed us Champions League football as opposed to the quality of the goal. Because looking back at them, one's a tap-in and one's a medium-range strike. Neither of them are particularly amazing. But, Iddy, tell me I'm wrong, I guess. Yeah, I I mean... uh... You know, it has to be about the fact that it got us into the Champions League um, for the first time since we since we went down. Because <laughs> realistically, watching both goals, they're fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I think, it. That's I think the it's fine. It's right probably there. the theme of this podcast. Yeah, um, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> like, he scored better goals this season for us, so you know, it it has to be about the occasion and what it meant rather than the goal itself, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think from the footage, especially the goal at Ibrox, uh, you could see what it meant to the fans in the stadium there. You know, th- these guys right at the start of this season, so full of hope and optimism. Little did they know. But <laughs> we are where we are. Um, and hell, there's always next season. Uh, up next was Players Player of the Year. This went to James Tavernier again. Uh, any complaints to that one, today? Nah, you can't really argue it. He's, you know, Tav's not... He has his criticism. Um, and he, that's always going to be there. He's not the, the greatest defender. But ultimately, you know, he's shown over the course of his Rangers career that he can be relied upon most of the time. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I think he's missed very few games today, obviously being his 400th game. He's scored over 100 goals from the right-back position, and he's 
he stepped up and he scored crucial goals at big moments. Um, so if, uh, this season again, he's had another good uh, season going forward. Um, scored some some good goals and his defending's it's fine. Um, but oh, <laughs> I know That's I can't help it. It just keeps coming out. Um, <laughs> but overall, you know, he's he's had a good season um, individually. So. I've got no complaints about him being player of the season. I, there's no one screaming out at me that deserves it over him, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah, there's no one we're, we're claiming he's been robbed there. And to I mean, be frank, sorry, go on. I, I was going to say, just in terms of players who have actually played throughout the entire season, Tav's maybe the only one who actually has done that. So it's maybe unfair to try and give it to anywhere else. Yeah, I think like we've probably given him some pretty damning praise <laughs> there in, in the, my final analysis was like, there's nobody that's really deserved it more than him rather than he deserved it for this. Mm, true. But I think uh, in terms of what Tav does, uh, it's not just that on the pitch stuff. It's also the, the off field stuff. Uh, a lot of the other members of the squad do talk quite highly of him. And uh, I think in terms of how he acts as a captain, as a leader within that dressing room, yeah, you can argue about how effective the team he's played with has been, but uh, there, there's always a player who you can rely on, I think, to... Um, you, you know absolutely what you're going to get with Tav, and more often than not, it is good stuff. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't think any complaints on that one. I don't think there'll be any complaints of this one either. The John Gregg Achievement Award went to Jimmy Bell. Uh, I came along with a donation to a uh, charity of Jimmy Bell's choice. Uh, I think his family were there on his behalf to collect the award. Uh, obviously, just recognising the great man. And uh, and yeah, um, it, it's it's uh, it's only a few what maybe a month on from the from the anniversary of his passing. And uh, yeah, uh, you know, good for the club to to recognise him in this way. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it's not the uh, the last uh, thing that the club will do uh, to keep Jimmy's memory alive there. Yeah, it is nice to see the club honour Jimmy's memory. Um, you know, obviously last year it took everyone kind of, hit everyone hard when he passed. He's, you know, he's been synonymous with the club pretty much since he was, he, uh, since the soonest years really um, everyone knew Jimmy even opposing fans knew him and granted they weren't always the most uh, complimentary of him but that just shows how much of a character he was and how, how much he meant to Rangers in the fact that you know opposing fans knew who he was because I couldn't name any other team's kit man at all um, and he just lived and breathed Rangers so it's important that the club don't let that memory uh, don't let that memory fade of Jimmy and just how much he loved the club, but how much the club loved him as well. Yeah, man. I think it's uh, just a recognition of him as how much of an impact he's had on the club. And he had players, I think, you know, when we when we covered his passing way back, I think it was the range of different players, different backgrounds, all of whom had nothing but nice things to say about Jimmy, uh, even if he scared the shit out of them on occasion. Um is a great man and, and good, great for him to be recognised in this way. Uh, move on then to the rest of the awards. The Academy Player of the Year was Aaron Lyle. Um, he made his uh, made an appearance uh, in the game today. That's great uh, for him. Um, I've not watched a lot of the B team games, but uh, by all accounts, he's uh, he's one of the performers there. So, Idi, unless you've been keeping an eye on other hidden gems down there, um, hopefully you're happy with this one. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't watch them again, so I, I can't say yes or no whether he deserved mm-hmm. it. But it's nice that he managed to get on 
on today and uh, get the award as well. So, you know, hopefully he's got a bright future ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Here's hoping. Uh, the young player of the awards uh, flying back in from Germany to claim this one was Malik Tillman. Again, not a lot of uh, argument from my side. I think that's well earned uh, from the impact that he's had, which has been unfortunate that he's not been able to sign off the season uh, in a particularly great way, uh, picking up that injury. But uh, ultimately, I think that's one that's one that's well deserved as well. Yeah, definitely. 100% gets my vote. Um, I, I thought he's had an absolutely brilliant season. Um for a young player who's come in from a different country on loan, um, I, I thought he's been outstanding. The only thing that stopped him getting player of the year for me would be the fact that, unfortunately, I don't feel he's done anything in the old firm matches. Um, if he can, if he comes back, um, which you know we're still holding out hope, even though it looks un, unlikely. But if he does come back, if he can step up in them games. Um, I think he could go on to have an absolutely tremendous Rangers career, and I also think we'll make a fortune off him if we if we manage to bring him in for the the reported about five million. I think we'll easily quadruple that, if not more. Um, so I, I hope he comes back, and if he does come back, all he needs to do for me is you know bring it in those games. Well, you never know. I think um, you know he's still a very young player. He's at that that early stage of his career. And to be honest, he's he's managed to look good while surrounded by ultimately a squad of players who have severely underachieved. So, who's to say what he can do with a with a good squad of players around him? Uh, hopefully, that's with us, but he may see that elsewhere. So, we can only uh, we can only wait and see. Finally, the player of the year. So, not to be confused with the players' player of the year from earlier. That's uh, gone to Tav as well. Again, you know, don't want to over repeat ourselves but I think that's, it's pretty similar to what we said when we were talking about the players player of the year he's been the one who's been consistent he's been the one who stepped up when uh, the chips have been down and I think he's done his best to try and drag us out of holes uh, as and when he can as well so uh, yeah no arguments from me on that one no again no arguments it's well deserved um, it was probably a very short short list probably him and Tillman if I'm honest maybe he's golds and snuck in although he's missed quite a few games of injury so I think yeah yeah I, th- I think that's the problem that some of the other players who have played well have not played well for the entire season you know we've got guys like Golton who I think to be honest we saw how much uh, they meant to the team when they were out uh, because our defense fell off a cliff when Golton wasn't there equally players like Raskin and uh, and Cantwell uh, if you both probably would be in for a shout if they bid with us for the full season, but no, they've only been here no, since no. January. So no, not giving you that one. I gave okay. Campwell. I actually wouldn't have even been too disappointed if Campwell had got it anyway, despite only coming in in January because the impact he's had. Raskin's been, and I'm going to shock you with my use of vocabulary <laughs> here. Raskin has been fine, <laughs> but not outstanding. He had a, he was, he was really, really good in that game um, against Celtic last week when we beat him 3-0 but outside of that I don't think he's done anything overly brilliant he's he's looked fine he's looked good he's certainly looked like someone we can build on and hopefully we'll go on to to improve and bring the squad forward but I I don't think he's earned the plaudits yet that he's getting in ever in in like on Twitter and stuff um uh, for me anyway personally I still think he's finding his feet and he's got good he's got one really good game a couple of good games a couple of okay games and a couple of games where I didn't think he was that great I think that's fair um but 
it is early days as well. He's only been here for the half season. Oh, uh, seen... I'm not I'm not writing him off. Yeah, yeah, any yeah. Of the imagination. I, I certainly think, given a, a proper preseason with the squad and you know, hopefully a better team built around him, I think he'll be a big, big player for us. But at the moment, I'm not prepared to say that he's he's done it. Yeah, no, I think that's entirely fair, Eddie. So that was the Player of the Season awards as well. Um, not a great deal more to cover there, Eddie. I don't know if you had anything you want to cover off before we uh, we had off. Um, just wanted to touch on the Michael Beale after the game saying that, you know, once the window opens, we'll start to announce some players, but we may actually have an announcement on Wednesday. So uh, I wonder who do you think that could possibly be? Because we've obviously been heavily linked with a number of players, Butland, um, your lad from the MLS, whose name I cannot pronounce and I won't even <laughs> attempt to because I don't want to put until, he, until he's got a scarf above his head, we're not going to learn any names. Okay? That's, <laughs> yeah, that's, well, it is. That's that. only fair to ourselves. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know... And, and the boy from Chelsea as well, potentially. Oh, yes, I Sterling as well. Sterling, so, so, yeah. excitement I, going into Wednesday. Yeah, it, it could be interesting. I think we're at the stage of the season now where, to be honest, we'd probably accept just a couple of 1-0 wins and we'd be done. But we'll, we'll go through the motions, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, you'll always have us here to uh, to provide commentary and feedback on these games as well, because uh, hey, we do it for the we do it for the fun. Uh, Eddie, it's been a pleasure chatting about Rangers with you this evening, mate. Uh, thanks very much for coming on. No, no problem. It's always um, enjoyable to do these when we win. Um, yes. I don't <laughs> don't mind doing them when we lose because it can be a bit cathartic. But, you know, when we win and everything's kind of not rosy, but, you know, trending in the right direction, it's a lot more enjoyable. And uh, you've been a gracious host as always, Andrew. I always try. I always try. Uh, I, I think we're, we're at the stage now where things are as good as they can be. Uh, we just uh, find ourselves in a position where the damage has already been done. So we're, we're going to keep plugging away. We'll, we'll see out the rest of the season and uh, then we'll start looking forward to summer and the rebuild because it's certainly going to be interesting. And it's always exciting to see a new team kind of come together there as well. So, uh, so yeah, exciting stuff ahead. Eddie, um, well, thank you. Sorry, can I just jump in? I was just going to say if um, any of the listeners out there, obviously we're hitting the kind of lull period where it's the end of season, all the players are on holiday. We haven't even got the preseason to talk about. Signings are going to be a bit late coming through. So if there's anything at all you guys are looking for as to kind of touch on on podcasts, especially we've got the Rambling Jeropod where we can do deep dives. If there's anything at all you'd like us to kind of look into and, and produce a podcast on, just drop us a line. We're always looking for new ideas to put new content out i'm gonna let you do it because you i chris always makes you do it i, I, want, <laughs> I, I want to do it Eddie, let the listeners know where they can reach us um yeah so you can send us an email at um contact at saturday at uk. that's all words so it's contact at saturday at uk, or you can reach us on any of our um social media um accounts we've got twitter we've got instagram we've got facebook and we've got tiktok so just drop us a message on any one of them formats as well fantastic Eddie. i couldn't have done it better myself man uh you can also find the podcast pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts apple music spotify stitcher google podcasts we're everywhere if there's a podcast app that you can't find us on let us know because i'll be fascinated to see it um but yeah, nothing left for me to do but to thank once again, Iddy. Uh, it's been a pleasure again, mate. So thank you. No problem, mate. Alrighty. And uh, thank you again to the listeners. We, uh, you know, we're doing it for you guys. 
it's fun for us as well but we do it because you guys uh tell us you like it so uh thank you again for all of that um it's been a pleasure we're gonna keep plugging away but until we talk to you again bye for now